Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, happy Mother's Day again. Hope you're glad to be here. It's a rainy, messy day, but I'm uh, super glad to be here. My favorite place to be here, gathered together with uh, friends in one accord. That's my favorite place to be. I used to not look forward to it, and I uh, thought I had to do. I thought I had to. Now I think I get to. It's a lot different. Amen. Well, listen. Before we get into the sermon. And I, I kind of went over this a little bit last week, talking about the anointing. But I, I, I didn't get permission last week, but I got permission this morning. So I'm going to do something a little different before we get going. But two weeks ago, if you were here, at the end of service, and it's after the app cuts off, so the people listening on the app have no idea what I'm talking about. But when I stepped off this platform, like I said last week, and explained the anointing shifted, and I stood right over there, and I knew something was up. So I said, Lord, what is it? And he started to show me what it was. He didn't show me who it was, but he showed me what it was. And it was uh, talking about suicide. But somebody's got thoughts of suicide. And so as I stood over there, I thought, I'm fixing to go up in front of these people and say, if you're having thoughts of suicide, come on down. Really? I struggled with that because I thought, ain't nobody in here thinking anything like that. But I knew just like I got red hair. I knew that's what it was. And nobody came immediately. But I stood out there. I knew. I mean, I knew. It's just a hard thing to explain. I don't know a lot of things. And I miss a lot of things. But that I wasn't missing. I knew it. I mean, I knew the voice of the Lord. It was not going in my ears. It was coming out of my ears. You understand me? So this man right here, Kevin, he came down front. We prayed. Now, I want you to come here just for a minute, Kevin. And... uh minute or two, whatever. And uh, what's taking place the last two weeks or since then? Well, and you got you got to hold this up. There she is. Thank you for that. I needed that song this morning. But I want to tell the congregation, I'm going to try to hold this together. Jesus loves you. That's not the proper way to say it. Jesus loves us. I used to wear it on my belt. I've struggled. Let's use a string. The devil has held this string in front of me. I was at the wit's end. I got hurt really bad at work and some other things happening. That was going through my mind. And it was fixing to happen till I started coming to this church. Two weeks ago, something happened. Now, just to get up here and walk in front of y'all, and I couldn't stay, it, stay there no more. I left that right there. And I'm a witness to it. That string... Wasn't being broke by the devil. Jesus took that and wadded it up. He's blessed me with a beautiful wife, and I'm not putting nobody on the spot but two kids. I have two kids. But her, I've told her several times what she does. 
I sat right there every Sunday and squall like a baby every time she's singing. But I want everybody, if, you're, if you've got anything like that going through your head, it can be broken. That's the only place it can be broken. Take it from me. That's the only place. And I'm not holding this pastor up or this church or nothing. But it can be broken right there. I've dealt with that and almost, well, to tell the truth, she's sitting right there. I bought a gun. And was fixing to use it. But I want y'all all to know, if something's wrong and you're in this church and something's pulling at you, don't let the devil just keep wanting to break that string. Let Jesus wad it up. I want to be this tough, cool Everybody's seen my arms and stuff, but that's that's in the past. But that's the only place I'm living proof that it can be took away from you and live a normal life. But the pastor wanted me to come up here and tell that, and I'm glad to to let y'all know that it's gone. It's anointing that breaks the yoke so you can walk in bound, you can leave out free. Go home better than you came in. Amen? That song, last song we were singing, I was sitting there thinking about set a fire down in my soul. He don't kick the door in. He don't break in. He just don't uh, come up into your life and set a fire down in your soul. You got to say, come on in here and set a fire in my soul. I want you. He's ready. He's willing. He's knocking at the door. She said, if you're going to open the door, and he's, he's calling, and you're going to let it go to voicemail again, you're going to answer the thing. You understand what I'm saying? He wants to set a fire down in your soul. That's good news. That's good news. See, listen, here, here's the thing I want you to see. And I'm not putting me on a pedestal at all, because I've missed it so many times. I went home and wanted to bury my head in the sand. Many times. I don't care if you're at the grocery store, the gas station, if you're at work. Don't matter where you're at. When you hear the Lord tell you to do something, do it. I could just say, I can't do that. I can't do that. You, you understand? I, when I heard that, I could say, I can't do that. And then he could have went and did something different. Same thing happens at the Dollar General up there. I'm telling you, it can happen anywhere. When you hear the Lord tell you to do something, the Lord says, buy those diapers for them. Go, you better go buy those diapers. Go buy them. Say, that's my last 20 spot. Well, he can give you back a lot more than 20. Amen. Amen. So anyway, no outlet. That's what we've been talking about. No outlet. There's no outlet signs. You go down the wrong road. No outlet. We've been talking about, guess what? There is an outlet. It's provided to you by Christ. So this is probably the last part of that. No outlet, part three. And today's title is the one I tried to preach last week, and I didn't preach, but... 
Um, it all came together this week, and it's called You Are What You Eat. You are what you eat. And you are what you eat. If you eat a bunch of fat and stuff, you're going to be fat. That's just it. If you're eating on sugar all the time, you're going to be overweight, sluggish, end up being a diabetic, whatever, it causes problems. You are what you eat. You eat healthy, eat good food, guess what you're going to be? Healthy. Same thing happens spiritually. And that's what we're talking about this morning. We're going to do a spiritual uh, a parallel here to a, to a natural fleshly diet, okay? And I want to share my experiences. I'm no dietitian or nutritionist or a doctor or anything like that, but I do have a little bit of experience with uh, losing weight and gaining weight. Right now I'm losing. Down 20 this morning from where I was seven weeks ago. And uh, we're going to get about, uh, about 12 more. And I'll be at my fighting weight. Then you better look out. So here's how, here's how things happen to me. But you are what you eat. So um, four points here. I just wrote them down. <clears throat> Not a lot of notes here. Just something to keep me on track so I don't take too many rabbit trails here. But the first thing is eat anything. Eat anything. There's people that just eat anything. And for the past three years, I've just been eating anything. What I mean is I eat what I want. When I want. Most of the time it's because I'm busy. I don't have time for healthy food and finding this, finding that. So you just hit the closest drive-thru and just grab whatever's available. And the kids, you know, when you're a kid and you're running around, you play and you're burning uh, as much as you're putting in or more than you're putting in. You can eat pizza and you can eat all this junk. And trust me, I know when I was 20 and I would, uh, about 20, probably some years after that, but I remember specifically when I was 20 because I uh, was working with the man and we'd go to Subway. And he'd get one of those round four-inch sandwiches. Y'all remember when Subway had those? I'd get a foot long and a six-inch. Eat all of it. And I remember him saying, that's going to catch up to you, boy. You pick up something heavy. Older people say, you can pay for that one day. What do they know? They don't know anything. And you get about their age and you're getting out of the bed. I think he was right. But I'd eat, a, I'd eat 18-inch Subway. That's a lot of food. I could eat 18 inches before he finished four inches. That's the truth. I just dem- just demolish it. But you can do that when you're when you're younger and you're running and going and active and your metabolism's higher. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Forty is the magic number. When you hit forty, you better just get that four inch sandwich. <laughs> so the kids are eating whatever chicken fingers and and and. Whatever Jackie cooks is difficult. There's six of us. We, six of us, we all want different things. You know? So she would cook and i come home. And I don't like wasting things. Like, I don't like wasting anything. Now, I'm not a hoarder. I'm not going to hoard stuff up. I'll give it away. And that, that's what I'm talking about. I don't like to waste it. Here, let me give it to you. Give it to them. Do something with it. Let's not waste it, especially food. Let's not waste food. There's people starving that, that's digging through garbage cans looking for food. Let's just don't throw a bunch of food away. So I would come home and there's a lot of food cooked left over. Well, I would feel like I need to eat it. I mean, I just don't want to waste it. It's not because it's $5 worth of ground beef that, oh my goodness, that's $5. But it's just, a cow died for this. I mean, seriously. 
poor little fella, or the chicken, you know, or somebody grew some broccoli. This broccoli lived a, a life and got chopped off and got killed, and now we're just going to throw it in the garbage. I don't think so. I mean, it didn't have to be ground beef or spaghetti. I mean, I don't care what it is. I'm just going to try to eat it all. Like, eat it all. No waste. Carry it to lunch, eat it. Which I don't carry it to lunch often because I usually I would eat it all at night. You know what I'm saying? So here's one thing I've learned, though. If you have leftover steaks or something tasty, and I was to call my anybody, some of my people who live close to me, my friends, and say, hey, we cooked some fillets tonight, and I got like four filet mignons left over. You want one? Boy, they're coming. You ain't going to have nothing left over. But I've never called him. I said, hey, listen, uh, Jackie just really overcooked tonight. We got like a pound of steamed broccoli here if you want it. I mean, nobody coming for that. You know what I'm saying? But I'd eat that too. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just stood there and ate the broccoli right out of the, 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 the pot. You know, it's no taste. It's just just eating it. Just because I just, just didn't want to throw it in the garbage. I do the same thing. One time I take all this and we'll get going. I came home and see, usually when I get home, they've already eaten. And this is before we moved. We're at our old house and I'd get home a little later back then when the boys were younger. So one thing we cooked all the time was kraut weenies. All the time. And the boys called it onies. Onies. And we went through a time there where we didn't have any money and we ate onies every day. And the boys, I remember just, Kyle just went, <laughs> onies again. Broke my heart, actually, because that's all I could provide. But I came home, and there's this big old huge thing of kraut weenies, right? I just stand over the stove. I just started eating macaroni and cheese, kraut weenies. I didn't even dirty the plate up. Why do that? Eat it. <laughs> About 15 minutes later, Jackie comes in there. I, don't, I guess I'm watching TV or taking a shower, and I don't know. I'm in another room, and she goes, What happened to all the crap and weenies and macaroni and cheese? And I said, well, I ate it all. She goes, You ate it all? And I said, well, Yeah. I mean, it's left over. She goes, It wasn't left over. Nobody has eaten yet. <laughs> I ate a whole pack of hot dogs, a whole thing. <laughs> See, that'll make you gain weight. That'll make you gain weight when you eat anything. So, you know, I used to think it's not really that big a deal. I mean, I still look the same. I'm, I'm just eating anything I want to, and it's really not affecting me that much. And the older people would say, you shouldn't eat like that. It's going to catch up to you. And it does catch up to you. When you eat like a, a pig and just eat everything inside, it might, you know, I'm just not going to go gorge myself one time and tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be two-ton nelly. That's not the way it works. It's a process. It takes time. And it does. It slowly creeps up on you. Your health starts to slowly deteriorate. You start to get sluggish and you're more susceptible to sickness. That's a fact. You're more susceptible to sickness. Ask a doctor. Look it up on the internet. They'll tell you. All these different diseases and different things, if you're a really uh, out of shape, overweight person, you're more susceptible to sickness and to disease. I mean, really. You take a guy in the gym that's just shredded weight or a girl just in really good shape, you don't see them sick that often. 
Because if they were sick all the time, they wouldn't be in good shape. They wouldn't be in good shape. They'd be too sick to exercise. They'd be, they wouldn't be eating right. They wouldn't be eating at all because when you're sick, you usually don't eat. And um, so it's a thing that slowly creeps up on you. It slowly catches up on you when you eat anything. You say, well, it, don't, it ain't really bothering me now. It's a slow fade. It's like going to the beach. You're riding waves. Two hours later, you look up, and that's not my hotel. No, because your hotel is about 150 yards that way, because you've slowly drifted down, and your health will slowly drift as well. That's what I did, I'm telling you. Just these past three or, three or four years, every how long it's been, I didn't jump 30 pounds overnight. Slowly, 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 slowly. Don't even really notice it. It's not like I'm getting on the scales every day going, yep, four ounces today, two ounces today, another ounce today. It's just like you just wake up one day and you're like, dang, how in the world did I get here? Same thing happens spiritually. You go down that road, the no outlet road, and you're down there and it's raining and it's dark and you ain't got any way out, hurting. You're in a dark place, dark place in life, and it's like, how in the world did I let myself get here? It was a slow fade. It was a slow fade. Romans, the sixth chapter, the 23rd verse. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages of sin are death. Just like the wages of overeating is sickness. Is obesity is you're just an unhealthy person. You're not feeling good. Your joints hurt. Your knees hurt. Your back hurts. Of course your knees hurt. It wasn't made to carry around this extra 40, 50 pounds it's carrying. Of course your back's hurting. It's not made to carry around this big old gut you're toting. You know? I mean, that's just the truth. Sin's no different. Oh, I just, it's just one party. It's just one time. It's just one event. It's just one thing. No, it's not. It's a path. Every path has a destination. You get on any road out here and you follow it, that road's going to lead you somewhere. Life's no different. Life's full of roads. You get on one, it's going to carry you somewhere. Every path has a destination. When you get involved in sin, it has a destination. Uh, We just read it, the wages of sin are death. Does that mean it's going to kill you immediately? No, I'm talking about a spiritual type of death where you're just in a dark, gloomy uh, place in life just like Kevin was talking about earlier. You're just in that spot where you just, I'm just ready to be done. I'm ready to end it. And there's two ways to end it. He chose the right way. Another thing is you... For me, you know, I would get on the scales and I'm like, good grief. It's too far gone. I mean, the work it's going to take just to get me back to where I was. And I was just, you don't even want to start. I'll start Monday. No sense of starting today. We'll just start clean on Monday. Never fails on Monday. Something happens. How are you going to so-and-so's birthday party tonight? You know they're going to have pizza. You can't be rude. You're going to have to eat some pizza while you're there, whatever. Or, you know, something always comes up on Monday. Well, you can't start a diet on Tuesday. We'll start next Monday. And next Monday, same thing with sin. You know, I'm going to quit doing this. I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to start living for the Lord. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start one more time. Then I'll do it. You get too far gone. You think, you know, just like overweight, I ain't got no chance. This is too hard. And you think in life, I've gone too far. Let me tell you. Paul wrote this. He said, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. 
To think that you've gone too far in the area of sin is the same thing as saying, you know what, my sin is greater than the blood of Jesus. And you might as well just slap God right across the face. Because your, your sin is not greater than the blood of Jesus. The blood trumps the sin. The blood's greater than the sin. Where your sin abounds, grace much more abounds. That's diet number one. Eat anything you want. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to live for the Lord. I do what I want, when I want, and think there's no repercussions. The wages of sin are death. I honestly don't think anybody in here is on that diet. But it's, at one point in time, all of us probably were. Because wasn't nobody born perfect except Jesus Christ Himself. The other diet here is the on-off diet. You're on it and you're off it. You're on it and you're off it. Crash diets. You know what I'm talking about? You gained a little weight this winter, you put on your winter coat. Got a little fluffy. Springtime's here. You know you're going to the beach. You know that bikini's going to be too tight. I'm going to the lake. What are they going to think? They're going to have to... They're going to have to ask them. They're going to have to get a boat more horsepower to pull me out of the water. And you go on a crash diet, a quick diet. You know, there's all kind of gimmicks out there. There's all kind of diets. Go on the internet. I mean, they're trying to sell you a diet. You can go on the computer and you can spend two or three hundred dollars. You don't have to meet anybody in person. They'll email you a diet and tell you what you need to eat. A workout program and everything. I don't know why in the world anybody would want to do that, but I do know people that do it. Oh, oh, you did that, didn't you? My bad. <laughs> but they will. They'll tell you. They'll give you a good, healthy plan. Doctors can give you good, healthy plans. But I'm talking about the kind of diet, the quick one. i got to lose weight quick, right here, right now. Like in two weeks, I need to be in this new dress. I've got a wedding to be in. So I'm going to go to the doctor and get some diet pills. I'm going to get down, I'm going to get in that wedding, and then after the wedding, we're going to go back to eating anything we want again. You're on, you're off. You're on, you're off. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know people that do that. I've never been an on and off. I'm just like an all in or I'm an all out. Like I don't want to do it for a minute and then quit and do it and quit. I'm just, if I'm going to eat, I'm just going to eat for like three years. And if I'm going to eat healthy, clean, and go on diet, I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do it a week or two and go back and forth. I'm pretty much all in or all out with everything I do. Sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. But uh, when, you're, when you're on and off, I was at a guy's house just uh, Thursday or Friday. And we were talking about eating a place me and him used to eat lunch. He said, I haven't been there in years. He goes, in fact, I haven't eaten anything in two days. I said, why? He said, well, I've got a gathering I've got to be at this weekend, and I need to wear a suit but I can't button the pants. So I'm just not going to eat anything till Saturday so I can button my pants. Crash diet. I mean, he's going to probably drop 10 pounds in three days because he's not eating a thing. He's going to button those pants and then after that get together and he's stopped by Milo's get a double cheeseburger and order fries and apple pie and large sweet tea. See what I'm saying? Crash diet. And I've seen people, Christians in my life that do the exact same thing. We're not living for the Lord, but when hard times come, I just got a bad report from the doctor. Oh, Lord Jesus, where are you at? I need you right now. We're going to be at the altar every Sunday. We will pray and reading the Bible. We're doing it. We own it. 
And then everything comes out clear. And the doctor gives you the report and says, look, you're fine. And they, they, you don't see them back at church again until the next thing hit strikes, the next thing hits. And I, me personally, have never been a big fan of conferences. I have been to some conferences. I have seen some good come from conferences. I think the majority of part everybody here could go to a conference and come home better than you went. But and most of the time what I've seen is people go to a conference, they come home fired up for two weeks. Two weeks, nothing. Fizzles out. On, off. On, off. On, off. You've got to get rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Ain't no on off. It's rooted and grounded in the Word of God. We can't plant a garden over here and grow a tomato and pick it up and take it over here and stick it in the ground over here and pick it up and take it. You got to get somewhere and stay there. You got to get in the Word of God and stay in the Word of God and get rooted and get grounded. Not on and off. You just got to be on. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're on and you're off and you're on and you're off and you're on and off, this scripture right here uh, says their loyalty is divided between God and the world. And they are the un- they're unstable in everything they do. This is the spiritual side of it. Just like that diet's not a stable diet. You're on it. You're off it. You're on it. You're off it. You're unstable. And spirit- spiritually speaking, it's the same thing. You're on it and you're off it. Oh, I'm fired up for Jesus. Oh, now, but they invited me to go to the party. Now I'm off of it. You understand what I'm saying? And guess what happens? You're unstable in everything you do. And if you're unstable in everything you do, you can't stand firm. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, he says, Stand firm. Stand firm. Take on the full armor of God. Stand firm. And he says, When you've done all you can do, stand firm. Just keep standing. But I've been standing. I've been standing. Now what? Just stand firm. Just keep standing. You can't stand firm if you're unstable. You see, Scripture's tied to Scripture's tied to Scripture's tied to Scripture's. The Bible is inexhaustible. You're an unstable Christian when your loyalty's here and your loyalty's there. When you're on the diet, when you're off the diet. When you're on the spiritual diet, when you're feeding on God's Word, oh, now now you're eating on it, but now we're feeding on the world. And you're not loyal to either one. Now you're being tossed to and fro. You're unstable and you can't stand firm. One time, me and Jackie went to the doctor because she, uh, her knee, her knee was uh, hurting, and she was doing a lot of what's it called, uh, P90X, and those workouts. And um, her knee was hurting, hurting really bad, so much so she couldn't do it. So we went down there, and he said, well, "I'm just going to slide this knee brace on, and I want you to try this knee brace. It's a little bitty thin thing." Looked like I could have went up there to Hibbets and bought it at Walmart and slid it over your knee. A little hole right there for your kneecap. And I thought, that ain't going to do a thing. That, I could have done that at home. I could have took one of my socks, cut the toes out and stretched it over your knee. It's not going to do a thing. Started working out and knee didn't hurt anymore. Didn't hurt anymore. What in the world? How can that be? Because whatever was in there was getting out of alignment, but that held everything in alignment. And we've been given this gift called the Holy Spirit that holds you in alignment, that keeps you straight. That's the real knee brace. It says, but the helper, and this is an amplified version, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit. 
whom the Father will send on my behalf. Oh, send in my name. Let me read it right here. That's too far away. Will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and He will help you remember everything that I've told you. <clears throat> Keeps you in alignment. Keeps everything in place. Keeps you on and not off, but on. Y'all follow me? Y'all with me? Y'all see that? On, off, crash diet. On, off, spiritual diet. Now right here, the third thing. The third thing is um, moderation. Moderation. I'd say, I didn't look these statistics up, but I'd say this is where 90% of everybody that walks around is at. Moderation. You don't just walk around town and go, good grief, have you ever seen so many anorexic people in your life? Have you ever seen so many people in good shape in your entire life? I mean, they're just everywhere. Good night. How do you get in such good shape? No. I've never walked around and thought, dear Lord, have you ever seen so many fat souls in your whole life? Oh, God, I'm looking in the mirror. That's just me. No, I've never thought that. And now I have thought that, and I looked in the mirror at myself now. That's why you, you, you get out of the shower and you're like, dear heavens, i got to do something. we got to go and die. We'll start Monday. Start Monday. Just look the other way and dry off. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But what you do is you look around and you see people that they're not toting around six-pack. They might be toting around a six but They might be. But you know what I'm talking about. People that don't, don't have abs that are in great shape. You don't just see that everywhere. But what you see is people that pretty much just look like all of us. Got a little extra inch or two to pinch right here. You know, a little love handle action. You know what I'm saying? People that aren't just completely, totally out of shape. You can tell that they just don't eat anything they want, anytime they want. But they're just... In moderation. You know what I'm saying? In moderation. And that's where, I mean, I'm happy there as far as uh, food goes. Really. I'm not trying to get on the cover of GQ magazine or uh, men's fitness or whatever. I just want to wear all those clothes that are in my clothes that are already paid for. That's all. That's all I want. This belt right here, that thing's on the last notch. We're going places. You know what I mean? I'm fixing to get back into the old stuff. I can't wait. Can't wait. Y'all going to think I got a new wardrobe about two or three more weeks. But um, you eat some good, you eat some bad. You know, come home, eat some dinner. Pretty healthy tonight. But bedaggone, what's that? Oh, I baked you a blackberry cobbler. Yes, because I love some blackberry cobbler. Some ice cream on it. Mm. Slap your mama, it's so good. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> you know, just walking around with a dad bod. And um, I watched an interview the other day. <clears throat> there's, a, there's, a, there's a dude walking down the beach. He's got a microphone. <clears throat> and he starts beelining girls. They appear to be around between 18 and 30. His question is, do you prefer a dad bod? Six pack. He put the microphone in their face. I was really surprised. 
Every one of them except one said dad bod. I was like, yes. I mean, I'm in style. You know what I mean? This is it. Not that I'm out looking. I'm just saying, you know, this. I've achieved. I'm here. Here we are. Dad bod. But the girls were saying, well, because, you know, I want a guy that's going to sit on TV with me, watch a movie, eat some popcorn, not a guy that's going to leave me on the couch by myself and go to the gym and work out. I want a guy that's more interested in me than he is himself. Anyway, they're giving reasons like that. And um, I'm listening to them, and the guy goes, there you have it. It's unanimous. Dad bod is in style. I'm, I'm just like, really excited, man. You know, it's good. Dad bod, here we are. But I'd say 90% are there where you eat a little, little good, little bad. Not all bad, not all good. Little good, little bad. Right? Christians are the same way. 90% of them are in the same place. It's not all bad. It's mostly good. But there is some bad. Good and bad. It's good. We're good all, most of the week. But then on Friday, I mean, I get the phone call. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. We're going to participate in this. We're going to participate in that. It's just in moderation. It's just a little sin. It's just a little sin. I mean, it's just a movie. I'm just looking at it. I'm just look, you ever heard people say, I'm just looking at, you can look at the menu just on order. That's not what Jesus said. He said, when you look at the menu, you've already committed it in your heart. Already, he, he brings it to a new level. So moderation, like I said, that's where we're, most of us are at, I think, on a, a natural diet. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. But spiritually speaking, uh, it's not good. That's not our goal. That shouldn't be your aim. I mean, that's true. That's a, that might be a starting point if you're at point one. Point three may, may be a goal. Uh, I, I get that. I understand. I'm with you. I've been there, done it. But um, let's look at Galatians right here, the fifth chapter, seventh verse. We're going to be in Galatians. We're going to read a few right here. So you, if you've got your Bible, you can just stay right there. It says, You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? You did so good. You, you're on a roll there. You're doing so well. What happened? She came in with the chocolate cakes. What happened? I was doing good. But then I was tempted with this. That's what he's saying. He said, you're doing so well. You're serving me. You're living for me. You're running the race. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? He says, the persuasion does not come from him who calls you. When, when t- Satan, when there's temptation, it's not coming from him who called you. Which is God, Christ Jesus. He's not the one tempting you. He doesn't tempt you. You have to understand where it's coming from, where the temptation is coming from, where the persuasion is coming from. Um, Solomon, Solomon says himself, he says, um, it's the little foxes that spoil the vineyard. It's just a little fox. you got this beautiful vineyard and it looks great. It, it's not a tornado that comes through that just rips the vineyard down. It's the dam on the lake didn't break. Some kind of major tragedy, something crazy happened and just washed the vineyard out of sight. It's just the little foxes. It's just the wee little foxes. It's just the little things. It's just the little things. That ain't no big deal. Just in moderation. Just in moderation. No, it is. When you're, when you're eating healthy food and you're putting healthy food in you and you think just one little Debbie snack's not going to make a difference, it is. It is going to make a difference. It is going to bog you down. It is going to slow you down. 
And then we're good for a little while. And then we eat some more junk food and say, it ain't going to bother me. Yes, it is going to bother you. You keep feeding that appetite. You keep keeping it alive. You keep keeping it alive and it expects to get fed daily. The ninth verse, a little leaven, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. He's talking about bread. Talking about bread. A little bit of yeast in there in the dough makes it rise. A little bit of leaven leavens the whole batch. The whole batch. Just a little bit leavens the whole batch. Just, just a little bit spoils it. Just a little foxes that spoil the vineyards. I remember um, going through this phase in my life where I had to work on the little things. You know what I'm saying? Had to work on the little things. I mean, the big things fell off instantly, and they usually do. You take a stepladder, for instance, goes up. It's got big steps. The closer you get to the top, they get smaller. And, and the big things fall off. And as you start to seek your relationship with the Lord and spend time with Him, it's just the little steps. He'll start speaking to you. Let's get this out of your life. Let's get this out of your life. You don't need to be watching that. You don't need to be looking at that. You don't need to be listening to this. Or you can just ignore that and just say, yeah, it's just moderation. It's not going to affect me. And you can just walk around the rest of your life with these love handles. I'm just making it real simple. A spiritual parallel to a natural diet. Galatians, the sixth chapter. If you're in the fifth chapter, you can just flip on over. Um, Here's what what we get into. Just one time or just a little, or it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's just one movie. Or they only dropped the F-bomb five times. Or they only said GD a few times. You know, know, I mean... just not, you know, it's just a few cold ones. It's just, it's just a couple joints. Uh, it, it, it's just, you know, I just cussed him out a few times this month. Whatever, we can make a list of my long. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Do not be deceived. God's not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he'll also reap. Whatever you put in you, that's what you're planting. You plant corn, corn grows. Don't think you're going to plant corn and go out there and get strawberries. God's not mocked. It's not moderation. You planting a seed. You planting something. It's a road. You traveling it. It's got a destination. For he, he who sows to his flesh, will the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows the Spirit, the Spirit will the Spirit reap everlasting life. See, that's what we're talking about. There's two things, the flesh and the Spirit. It's simple. Somebody sent me this. I'm fixing to read it to you right here. Let me pull it up. This little Indian boy sitting out there with his granddaddy. Old Cherokee talking to his grandson. He said, grandson, there's a a fight going on inside me. He said to the boy, it's a terrible fight. And it's between two wolves. One is evil. He's angry, envy, Sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, self-doubt, and ego. The other's good. He's joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. 
He said the same fight's going on inside of you and it's going on inside of every other person too. And the grandson then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win, Papa? And the old chief said, the one you feed. The one you feed. This scripture right here. Which one are you going to feed? You feed the flesh, the flesh you'll reap. You feed the Spirit, the Spirit you'll reap. Kevin sent me that a long time ago. And then he sent it to me again the other day. I guess it was a hint. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. That's the way the Lord works. There's two wolves. There's two things fighting for you. Which one are you going to feed? So the last point here. A healthy, clean diet. A healthy, clean diet. So here's what I've done. I didn't say... I'm going on a new diet or I'm going on a crash diet or I'm going to go on the internet and find a diet or I'm not going to do any of those things. I'm just going to go on a healthy, clean diet. Because you can look at things and say, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Oh, I can't eat that. Oh, Lord, I can't eat that. Can't eat that. And I, I was kidding the other day. I said, tastes like cardboard. You can eat it. That's the way it feels at first. That's the way it feels at first. When you've been living in sin, living in the world, and you first cut out all those things, boy, it feels like you're just eating cardboard. But stay with it. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. So here's what I've done. Instead of finding any of those diets and looking at it like this, I can't do that, I can't do that. I can't watch that movie. I can't hang out with those people. I can't drink this. I can't talk like that. I can't tell those jokes that you should tell. I can't do all these things. No, that's not what I've been doing. I've been having said I can't eat chocolate. I can't eat these different things. I've been saying, what will this meal do to my body? What's this going to do? What is this going to provide me? What will it provide me? What will this grilled chicken and asparagus, what's it going to provide me? What's it going to do to me? What's it going to give me? What's it going to do to my metabolism? What's it going to do? What's this cake going to do? What's it going to do? That's really how I've been looking at it. I've been saying, you know what? This right here, God designed this, made this to run off a specific type of fuel, and I need to put the right type of fuel in it. It's not made to run off all this junk I've been putting into it, cakes and pies and little Debbie snacks and different things like that. It's just not designed for it. So I need to put in me what God designed me to have in me. So I've been saying, what will this do for me? What will it do for me? Well, I can tell you what it's done for me. The appetite you have um, changes. It changes. At first, it is a struggle. At first, it is a struggle. You want to engage in the things you used to engage in because they're fun. And sin is fun for a season. But payday's coming. Payday always comes. You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption from the flesh. You sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap uh, everlasting life from the Spirit. It's a sowing and a reap thing. You understand me? Y'all with me? You out there? So this appetite slowly changes. What I mean by that at first, yes, I thought, man, I really would like a piece of that cake or a piece of that power. I would like these different things. But just last night, for example, yesterday morning I got up and I ate a protein bar and I went to a baseball game and I had a little bit of beef and then I ate another protein bar because it's not like you go get healthy food at the baseball game. And I was looking at other people eating those cheesy fries. 
And I was thinking, oof. I don't tell you, six weeks ago, I said, give me an order of them cheesy fries, cheeseburger, give me corn dog, large Coke, no, not Diet Coke, Coke, definitely not Pepsi. But I was looking at those cheesy fries, and I realized something's changed. Don't look good anymore. Just didn't look good anymore. What used to look tasty to me now is kind of, ugh. And I got to thinking about sin in my life, and that's the same way it used to be with sin. Things I used to enjoy, things I used to like, things that were fun. And then I said, I can't do that. I cannot put that into me anymore. I've got to quit. Sure, I still had an appetite for it for a little while. But as I kept on putting the Word in and kept on saying no to the unhealthy things and saying yes to the healthy things, then all of a sudden my appetite changed. Now the things I used to enjoy, I see other people doing them and I'm thinking, gross. You know, y'all remember the sardines? Mr. Walters called me after church. He said, I saw, did I see you in the median on the way home? Were y'all here last Sunday? Okay, just wondering. It wasn't me in the median. Eating sardines. You start putting healthy stuff in you, here's what happens. You start getting more energy than you used to have. You're not sluggish anymore. You're putting all this junk in you and this sugar and all that bogs you down, slows you down. Your metabolism is doing all it can do. But it can't overcome all the junk that you're putting in the th- in, in, into you. And then you start putting good things in you and you get on those scales or you get another notch in your belt or now your shirt fits. It's motivation. You like it. Same thing happens spiritually. You start putting good things in you and you start winning some battles. You start seeing some answered prayers. You start going from faith to faith to glory to glory and you like it and it's motivating and you want to keep on doing it. You don't want to go back to who you used to be to doing what you used to be doing because I like this new guy right here. I like seeing the Lord show up in my life. I like seeing uh, prayers answered. I like seeing miracles. I like this feeling that I'm feeling because I don't feel like I'm alone and in a dark place anymore, but I feel like He's right here in the room with me and driving down the road in the truck with me. You look forward to it. You don't dread it. You look forward to it. I'm looking forward to going to church today. Looking forward to eating healthy today. Looking forward to still eating clean, living clean, living for the Lord. I've got a friend I talked to him just the other day. Here's what happens. This is a great example. He said, I was going on a mission trip to the Himalayas. I signed up for it. And we went to the first meeting, him and four or five men. And he said, we walked in and he said, and this guy I've known since I was a child. He's always been a big fellow. He's older than me. He's always been a good-sized man. Now you see him, he actually looks sick. But he's not sick. He just looks sick because I've never seen him thin. I've always seen him big. See what I'm saying? He said, we walked in and they shut the door and said, I don't know what you guys think, but we're going to the Himalayas on a mission trip. None of y'all make it. You're too big. I'm not carrying you to the Himalayas to go witness and share Jesus because I have to get a, a helicopter to have you airlifted out. You won't ever make it. They trained for two years. That's serious. You, you really want to go witness in the Himalayas? He trained for two years. He said he didn't cheat. He didn't have a cheat meal. 
Like a lot, a lot of people do. He said, I ate clean for two full years, lost all this weight. He was running, walking, hiking, exercising, going to the gym, doing all these things for two years. Totally transformed him. Two years. Said he didn't eat anything unclean for two full years. For two years. Dude didn't have one piece of chocolate, no pizza. He didn't have any, he didn't have a, he didn't have no sweet tea, nothing for two years. That's a long time. After that trip, he said he came home and decided he was going to treat himself to a little something tasty. He said ever since then, he can't eat anything tasty. He can't eat a chocolate. He can't eat this. He can't eat a cheeseburger. He says as soon as he eats it, he instantly becomes so sick and nauseous, he has to run to the nearest bathroom. He said, I physically get sick. Sick. I get sick. Just the thoughts of me doing what I used to do, not even doing it. I'm going to tell you right now, just thinking about me doing what I used to do makes me sick. It makes me sick. The same thing can happen to each and every one of you. You get on this diet I'm talking about and you stay on it. Things are going to change. Your appetite's going to change. Things are going to shift. Then when you go and try to do what you used to do, you'll get sick. When you skip reading the Word for a day or two, you start feeling weak. You start feeling sick. You feeling like somebody better plug me in and recharge me. I need some of that word. It's just like skipping food for a day or two or three. You get weak. You start skipping that word. You start skipping this right here, the the assembling together of the body of Christ. You start to get weak. Your appetite will change. We went to eat last night to Tzatziki's on the way home. I got this turkey thing, healthy meal, some roasted potatoes. Have I ever told you how much I love baklava? One of my favorite desserts of all time. I used to go down there and get two pieces. That's four pieces. I used to get two pieces. I'd eat one, then I'd eat my meal, then I'd eat the other. I always ate one before my meal and one after. Delicious. I could eat the whole pan. I could eat it, no problem. So last night I went in there, I saw the baklava, no big deal. Ordered, sat down, ate my meal. Seth said, I'm still hungry. Can I go get a piece of chocolate cake? Yeah, knock yourself out. He said, he comes back with baklava. And he sits down. He said, I said, dang boy, you got you two pieces. He said, no, I got you a piece and I got me a piece. And I said, "Mm mm-mm, can't do it. Can't do it. Honestly, it really wasn't even that tempting. It really wasn't even that tempting. It used to be a desire. It used to be a craving. I used to love it. I used to would have probably ate mine and then ate his too. But it really wasn't that tempting. So he ate his, carried the other one home. See, that's how Satan works. He tempts you with that baklava. And he, he tries to get you back to point three, moderation. It's just a little bit. It won't hurt you. I'm all in or all out. Right now I'm all in. I can't eat this baklava. It's just packed with sugar. But I came in the kitchen and my wife, who's supposed to be on this diet with me, was eating it. And she doesn't need to lose weight. She's just trying to help me out. It helps to have an accountability partner. That's why we're here right now. Let me just... You know, I I forgot about this bad boy. Speaking of my wife, she loves chocolate. Loves it. She loves chocolate covered donuts or sprinkles. Loves them. I don't. Sprinkles are stupid. They're crunchy and slight. Why'd you put those on there? 
And, um, you know, one time a few years ago, they came out with these sayings talking about your spouse, like you're the peanut butter to my jelly sandwich and you're the this and that, all that. She said, uh, I was telling her, I read those things to her. And she goes, oh, that's so sweet. Well, you're the um, sprinkles on my hot food Sunday." I was like, no, sprinkles are optional. I mean, it's not... The... But I, I came home. We have been dieting for a few weeks. And I said, uh, got you a surprise behind my back. And I said, she said, what is it? And I said, I got you one of your favorites. What is it? And I said, chocolate-covered donut with sprinkles on it. I can't have that. And I said, you can have just one. You deserve it. You really deserve it. You've been doing so good. I bought this for you. One's not going to hurt you. And she was excited. She was smiling like a kid at Christmas. And I was like, chocolate-covered donut sprinkle protein bar. (laughs) One gram of sugar. Anything with one gram of sugar, it's not the same. Come out letting the air out of the sails. Ooh, she deflated quick. And I tried these things. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible. A healthy, clean diet. Not a lot of people get on a healthy, clean diet and stay there. Spiritually speaking, they don't do it either. And they've never tried it. They never got on it and stayed on it. They never stayed the course. They never tried the Lord. In Psalms, he says, Taste and see that the Lord's good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. So I just want to encourage you this morning. I think it's time for a new diet. If you're not already on it, it's time for a new diet. It's time for a new diet. Amen. I told you to stay in Galatians. We read Galatians 6 and 7 and 8. These diets are difficult. It's hard to stay on them. And a lot of times you don't see results immediately. And and you you just lose hope. Things didn't work out like you expected. I thought God was going to move quicker, sooner. I thought this was going to work out. Things aren't working out like I anticipated. Why is this happening? Millions of questions. I hear them all the time. And I've asked the same ones myself. The next scripture in Galatians says, Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Stand firm. In due season, you're going to reap. Payday's coming. You stay on this clean diet, your appetite will change. You stay on that clean of a diet in the natural, your physique is going to change. They say if you eat clean in four weeks, you start to feel better. And you can see a difference. In eight weeks, those that are around you say, Hey man, you're looking good. Those that know you well, you're looking pretty good. I noticed something different about you. Twelve weeks, everybody, the whole world can notice. But the change, it wasn't out here. You understand what I'm saying? If you go on a diet and you're putting healthy food in you or if you're on a junk food diet and you're putting trash in you, the change really doesn't happen outside you. It happens on the inside of you. The change takes place on the inside of you. You start putting good food in you and then the next thing you know, you start leaning up and you start looking better and then people notice it. the fruit out here on the outside. The same thing happens spiritually. Ain't nothing happening. Oh, something's happening. Something's happening. You feeding the right wolf. 
Keep feeding him. He's going to persevere. He's going to win. You start, you keep on feeding that one. You keep on feeding that one. And all of a sudden, people are going to be like, there's something a little bit different about There was something different about you last week. You smiled the whole service, Kevin. You were smiling the whole time. Before you even come up and told me how good of a week you had, I could tell. I could see it right there. Boom, there it was. He was smiling. He never smiled at me before. He wasn't smiling at me anyway. He's just happy. He's just happy to be here, happy to be free. The people start to see it. Eight weeks goes by. Next thing you know, your friends and family are like, hey, man. Something's changed. Twelve weeks, everybody notices the difference. They can be around you and say, he's a Christian. He's a Christian. Did it happen out here? No, it happened on the inside. What you put on the inside changes the outside. Amen? I know this is more of a teaching today than preaching. It's a good teaching. And I'm teaching to, I'm preaching to myself, teaching to myself, talking to myself, both spiritually and naturally. So I guess the, I'm going to leave you with this thought and this question. Where are you at? Number one, number two, number three, maybe you're at number four. Where are you at on the spiritual diet that we all need to be on? We're all striving for number four, by the way. It's clean, healthy, holy diet. Where all of a sudden now sin is no desire anymore. It actually makes you sick. That's, that's what we're striving to get. So here's my question. How many more days, how many more weeks, how many more months or years will you go by saying, I'm going to start Monday. I'm going to start next week. I'll start that daily reading. Yeah, I'll start it. I'll start being the husband I'm called to be. I'll start that soon. Well, you know, whenever she does what she's supposed to do, then I will. Lord never called you to do what you're supposed to do when she does what she's supposed to do. He just called you to do what you're supposed to do, whether she does what she's supposed to do or not. You've got to be 100% all in. 50-50, don't cut it. You 100. you got to be 100 when he's 20. I'm 100. So you're going to wait till Monday, next Monday, next Monday. We're going to wait another week, another year go by. We can sit here every Sunday and the Word can just go right over your head and miss every bit of it. Or you can grab hold of it and say, that's mine. My Monday's right now. Sunday's Monday, right now. I'm ready for a new diet. Amen. Well, the choice is yours. As always, the choice is yours. And we're talking about setting a fire down in your soul. He wants to set a fire down in your soul. He wants to give you an appetite for the things of God and for Him. And that fire burns up the other things. He wants you to feed that wolf and starve the other one. He just wants you to choose Him. He went to a cross and died and became the Lamb of God so we could all sit here, stand here, be here this morning and make a choice. He chose to go to a cross for you so that you and I could choose to live for Him. So how about let's just go on a new diet together. 
Let's just be everybody's accountability partners. Let's be workout partners. Let's just start a new spiritual diet today. And we're going to say yes to Jesus. And we're going to say no to the world. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Seven Mile Ministry. 